Our second reading today is a known text from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8. Hear them, hear the words that Paul writes. If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of, the, of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of the Lord. Join me in a prayer. Could it actually be true, O Lord, what we just read? Could it actually be true? If it is true, then Help us to hear it. Help us believe it. Rest our faith on it. Push it down deep inside us, we pray. Amen. Romans 8 is a go-to passage for me. I go to it when I feel overwhelmed by the world or, or feel distant from God or, or even unsure about my own faith and belief and just unsure about life. I, I go to Romans 8. It's not the only go-to text I have. There are others, among them Psalm 139, you've searched me and known me, O Lord. You, You know when I sit down, when I rise up, you know my thoughts from far away, even before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before you lay your hand upon me. 
Or Psalm 121, I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Or 1 John 4, God is love and those who abide in love abide in God and God abides in them. Or Matthew 11 that we just read, come to me all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens and I will give you rest. My go-to passages. Romans 8 is on that list. Neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. It is a powerful statement. In fact, I loved, a, I loved a picture of Paul when he wrote the thing, when he just finished that whole entire piece. I just have this image in my head of him just slamming his pen down on the desk and standing up tall with a great big grin and saying, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's some serious stuff right there. Just, that's, just can see him doing that. And we read it that that's often how we read it. And we, sh we read it as a, as a victorious statement. And that's a fine way to read it. It is. It's a statement of triumph. We read it, you know, with, with passion. And we, you know, neither height nor depth nor anything else. And we just like that, you know, with some gumption because it's got feet to it. And scholars will be the first to tell you that these very words in chapter 8 are the focus of the entire message of the letter. That all the chapters leading up to it are Paul is arguing the case for the love of Christ. And all the chapters following these very lines that we just read, Paul is describing Life with the love of Christ. It's the, it's the whole of it right here. It's a crescendo letter. So to read it as a statement of victory is not wrong, but I, there's also another way to read it, I think. And that's as a quiet word of comfort and assurance. In fact, sometimes I wonder if that's not how Paul didn't mean it to be read in the first place. After all, if there's anyone who knows about the depth of the human experience, it would be Paul. If there's anyone who knows about the need we have for the quiet, assuring, immeasurable grace of God, it would be the Apostle Paul. He gets it. The years he spent in jail feeling abandoned, the things that he admittedly and sometimes ambiguously refers to in his letters that he 
deeply regrets doing and, and saying, Paul gets it. His whole life is a turnaround story. So if anyone would get all of that, it would be the Apostle Paul. And even then, he would be the first to admit that he doesn't understand or know everything. Perhaps this scripture could be read more quietly like we did this morning. I don't know everything there is to know about life. I don't know what was going on, what's going on in the heart and the head of a person if they find themselves in a place where they feel like taking their own life is, an, is actually an option. I don't know that. I, I do have, though, some experience around it, some. I was a teenager myself when I thought about it. For me, it never went past a thought, but it was a thought, a pretty strong thought for a brief period of my life at that time. And I, I don't know what it was that kept me from, from taking it to the next step. Maybe it's a discovery that I love life too much. I don't know what it, I don't know. What I do know is that I had some very close friends in my church youth group that loved me deeply and without condition. I know that. I know that I, I, I don't know where I'd be without them. I don't know, if it weren't for them, I don't know if I would ever have realized what Jesus Christ looks like and feels like in real life if it weren't for them. I am grateful to them every day. That I know. When I was in college, I got a random phone call out of the blue from my mother that let me know that one of my close friends, in fact, my closest friend's friend from young childhood who lived three doors down actually went through with it. Alan drank himself to death. And I don't know what was going on in his heart and in his head in those moments. I don't know. What I do know is that if there was something I could have done to help him, I would have done it. I would have done it in a heartbeat. I loved him. I miss him. I know and deeply believe that God has wrapped his great big arms around my friend. 
Because that's what God does when you're lost. I don't know what was going on in the heart and in the head of the young man this week. What I do know is that if there was something I could have done to help, I would have done it. I would have done it in a heartbeat. I don't need to know him to let him know I love him. And if that would have helped, I would have done it. I also know and deeply believe to my core that God has wrapped his great big arms around that young man I, because that's what God does when you are lost. I also know that there are times in people's lives when we feel like there's nowhere to go and no one to turn to. And I know that that doesn't have to be the case. So if you hear nothing else today, I want you to hear this. If you're in that place, if you're ever in that place, put me on your list, man. Put me on your list. And I know that Ellen and Russell and anyone else on this church staff, I know our deacons and our elders, our church leaders would say the exact same thing. I know the person sitting right next to you would say the exact same thing. I don't know everything there is to know about this congregation, but I know that one. That one I know. I've seen it way too often. For all that we talk about that we could do better, that one we have down and we should never lose it. It's the best quality of this place. Put us on your list and see what happens. I don't know what is going on in the heart and mind of someone that causes them to lash out at another person because of the color of their skin or their gender or their sexual orientation or the way they look or their background. I don't get the lashing out. I don't, I don't get it. It's beyond me. I don't always know how to respond to it either. What I do know is that if someone needs help and I can help them or I know someone that can help them, I'll do it. I love them. I know that when I look at someone else, I, I do see the color of their skin. 
It's the color of their skin. I see it, and I know that there are experiences attached to that quite often. But I'm not going to know what that's about unless I get to know them as a person. That I know. Are you, are you getting this? Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. I don't know what it is about or how it is that our society has somehow gotten to a place where we can seem to stomach the way our politicians go at one another. I actually don't blame them personally. How we stomach, it's amazing. We enjoy it enough to keep watching it, evidently. What I do know, I will never judge you because of who you vote for. I absolutely flat out refuse to do it. You will never see me post anything that leans that way on social media ever. I'm just not going to do it. I'd rather talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. I'd rather let God build something between us. Much more interested in that. Because I love you. Do you hear me? My friend and colleague at First Methodist Richardson, Clayton Oliphant, he's a really good guy. Enjoyed briefly getting to know him. He recently wrote that, quoting First John, for, he wrote, God is love always, and then said, you can never say that often enough. He's absolutely right. You cannot say it often enough. You want to know why? It's very simple. Because it takes a long time of seeing and experiencing and hearing about the love of God and the grace of God in your life for it to actually sink down deep into the depths of your soul and grab on. It takes a long time. We've got too much junk that gets in the way. But if you do it, if you keep doing it, you keep listening, keep hearing it, keep sitting with it, keep, keep walking with it, keep sharing it for crying out loud. If you do that long enough, then over time and at some point perhaps even an epiphanal moment, a light will burst in the center of your heart that will cause you to start seeing every single person you encounter solely as a child of God 
that you actually want to get to know and love. So, put Romans 8 in your pocket. Pull it out when you feel overwhelmed by the world or, or distant from God and other people or unsure about your own beliefs and faith or just simply unsure about life. Pull it out and read it and then read it again and then read it again and then read it again. Memorize that statement that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor things present, nor things to come, or anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Wrap those words around your heart. Because if God is serious about anything at all, He's serious about that. That I know.